The Solana community is getting an airdrop and it looks to be absolutely massive. Gito is launching a governance token. It's called GTO. David, can you give us a recap of what uh, Gito even is for folks that are unfamiliar? Bagless Nation, it's time for your Friday weekly roll-up. David, what are we talking about this week? All of the news across all of the chains. Ryan, it's non-Ethereum airdrop week this week. Solana is getting a token, perhaps one of its biggest. Cosmos, Adam, getting a new token as well. What else is going on? We got Kyber. They got hacked. This is one of DeFi's <laughs> oldest protocols. So it's not good news, David, but you know the craziest thing? I don't know. Did you read the message from the Kyber hacker? It is absolutely. It is completely unhinged. So we gotta talk about that. What else? Some chains are getting some upgrades. Lots of more TPS coming into the fold. Say Ooh. a layer one is getting an upgrade. Uh, a move layer two is coming to Ethereum, a new flavor of layer two on Ethereum. And also a large Ethereum validator is starting to play shenanigans with the blockchain. Uh-oh. I'll tell you this story. Well, I think it's pretty cool. And speaking of shenanigans, we got to give them an update on CZ. What's he doing this week? Is he still in the US? Is he somewhere else? And uh, while we're talking about locations, where in the world is Richard Hart? That's what the SEC really wants to know right now. And if you're listening to this, wherever you're listening, make sure you give us a review, a like, if you rate it, uh, subscribe if you're checking this out on YouTube. David, you know uh, Spotify Wrapped? It's Spotify Wrapped actually... season. One of the best seasons I... to be a podcaster, I would say, is when you yeah, get all the is. appreciation. Well, I, I saw somebody, I think the, the biggest Spotify Wrapped um, bankless listener moment, like minutes, was something like 14,000 minutes. 14,000 minutes. Yeah. So if you are on listening to this on Spotify and you have more than 14,000 minutes on listening to bankless, tweet at us. We will send you some swag. We'll send you something. David, I uh, I did the numbers on that. Uh, Fourteen thousand divided by sixty is something like two hundred thirty-three. Two hundred thirty-three hours. Two hundred thirty-three hours. That's, is that crazy or what? That, have we done that many podcasts? Like have- ten days. I think that's how math works. Ten days. Ten days, straight. Of, ten days of our voice. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, also thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, humbled and honored to have so many people listen to this uh, podcast. We do it for and, you. Uh, do it for you. We do it for you guys. We do it for you guys. Okay, uh, David, speaking of things that we do for people, our friends and sponsors. <laughs> Over at Nier. Over at Nier. This is super cool, yeah, actually. We, we had a, a Twitter space with Ilya from, from Nier where we got to ask a little bit more about um, this data availability layer. Uh, yeah, tell so, me about it. Uh, you want to share a screen? Um, so okay. like the, w- the way we've been expressing this is like, oh, Nier data availability. Nier is a layer one. It is also supplying data availability to Ethereum layer twos, which is exactly what's happening. There's just like a bunch of second order, very positive second order effects that come with this. And that is cross-chain composability for Ethereum layer twos. They've also been working with Eigenlayer for fast finality. And Ryan, uh, you know, I've been talking to you about this. I'm like on a quest to understand how Ethereum rollups become recomposed. Like eventually we need Ethereum to just become invisible. And that means whether your assets are on like Optimism or Arbitrum or like future chains, all of that needs to be abstracted away. How does that happen? What is the mechanism for doing that? One of the silver bullets for getting that done is like low latency finality, which is how chains can talk to each other. This near DA, along with their partnership with uh, Eigenlayer is helping achieve some of that. And so this is one of the reasons why like, I'm really excited about what Nier has been up to. They announced this about like two weeks ago. Anyways, there is a link in the show notes. That is bankless.cc slash Nier if you want to learn more about Nier's data availability solution and how they are bringing cross-chain composability to Ethereum. And thanks to Nier for getting this message out to the Bankless Nation. Uh, David, let's talk about prices. You ready for this? 
Yeah, so like the prices have just up, 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 up all like month. Uh, we when you measure it for the last seven days, it's actually just flat, but that's like a, you know measurement error. Bitcoin's up one percent on the week, thirty-seven thousand three hundred where it started, thirty-seven thousand seven hundred where we're ending. Ether price also relatively fat, <laughs> fat, flat. Twenty thirty to start. <laughs> that 20, works. Yeah, twenty thirty to end. Pretty flat in the week, and then the ETH BTC ratio also pretty flat on the week. Uh, okay, and and also no there. major big movers of the week. I mean, like IOTA had a big pump, but honestly, who cares? Uh, <laughs> what do you think of December? Do you think December is going to be good to us? Do you think I, I remember some Decembers in crypto mm -hmm. have been very bleak and it felt like coal in my stockings. Um, mm. December 2019 may have been this. Um, however, yes. December yeah. 2020 was, was not bleak. Huge. It was very happy. That, that uh, was the month in which we had like six months of why do you need ETH? You just buy Bitcoin and DeFi tokens after yes. like DeFi summer. That, and that was yes. the month. I remember we were talking about this actually. And it, and we, we were talking about this take on the weekly roll up. And you're like, what, what do you think about that take? And I'm like, well, it really just takes one strong week of price movement in Ether. Wait, to you're saying we were talking about this in 2020? Yeah. You remember an episode from 2020? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I... Cause oh my I, God, that, that feels like decades ago. Yeah, right. So, like, we were talking about that thesis. And, the like, what do you think about the thesis? About, like, the barbell of no, no Ether, just Bitcoin and DeFi tokens. And I was like, yeah, sure, that's, like, the narrative that's in vogue in the moment because that's what the price action has been. But all that really is... That could just be very quickly invalidated by a massive ETH run. Yeah. And then literally the got. next week... Ether broke out of its like three year bear market range and broke through to four hundred and twenty five dollars, which hadn't broke through in, in forever. And then it ran to like seven hundred dollars and the narrative just completely flipped. And wait, then it was wait, wait, the wait. was that 2020 or did that happen in 2019? No, that's 2020. That's 2020. That was December of 2020. Because by the January of 2021, Ether had broken like by is like $1,100 in the first week. I remember this very, very well. It was like $1,100 okay. in the first week, and we were on our way to $2,000. And like the whole barbell idea looked super cringe in hindsight. <laughs> and it was when and it was when ultrasound money really became a, a huge thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The uh, good times, David. Good, so good we'll, times. We'll, we'll see if Santa Claus is coming to town this yeah. month. Uh -huh. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for good things. I think we've got a fantastic setup. We'll finish this out. Tell us what's the cryptocurrency market cap? One point four eight trillion. We are narrowing in on a one and a half trillion dollars in market cap, but we're not there do you yet. Want to, do you want to give us some uh, perspective yeah. on mm -hmm. all of this? So when you say stuff like one point five trillion dollars, mm -hmm. right? That sounds like a very large number, but here's a, a tweet giving some context on the size of the entire crypto industry relative to uh, another asset that mm -hmm. probably many of us know. What's this tweet? Yeah, so this is a tweet from a chameleonaire, works at a Serotonin, a dear friend of mine. She tweets out, Daily reminder that the entire crypto industry is still a small boy by market cap. <laughs> at our peak in autumn of 2021, at the peak of the bull market of last cycle, we were equivalent, the whole industry, was equivalent to the market cap of Apple. Not a small company, but it's insane to think that like a industry about crypto networks that's disrupting money and finance itself is equivalent to an equity. We're still small. It's still- you remember, you remember when you asked me what my uh, prediction was for the cycle for um, the market cap? I I'm still gonna stick with it. Uh, do what you remember what I said? Uh, 12 trillion on the low 12? side, 12 okay. to 15 trillion was my number yeah okay so we got a 10x in market cap ahead of what's us. your number oh gosh you can't uh, i'm going with 10 i'm going 10 yeah. <gasps> your gas i'm breaks but yeah. gas is under yeah, my prediction like, if you do the whole log curve like cycles are always smaller 
that cold sore or smaller. Yeah, and we have higher interest rates now. All right, you might be right. Are you I, counting though? Are you counting like stable coins, real world assets? Yeah, I'm counting the number that chain. is reported by Coin Gecko in that banner that it reports it in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, we yeah. will see. Uh, either way, pretty bullish. And uh, speaking of bulls, can you get any more bullish? on a particular asset than Michael freaking <laughs> Sailor, who just put in another acquisition of a cool 16,000 Bitcoin. If you're curious, I could do the math for you. That's about $600 million worth of Bitcoin. Shut up, you're not doing math. You're this tweet. Get out of here. <laughs> well, I'm doing the math for them. I didn't say I was doing the math myself. Uh, at an average price of 36,000 per mm. Bitcoin. So there he is. He's just continuing with that dollar cost averaging in strategy. But these numbers are huge, David. Huge 600 numbers. Huge million numbers. Where does he get the pressure. number from? Like, uh, A, first off, congrats on Michael Seiler for first having the first one of the first major purchase of Bitcoin where the reported average price of Bitcoin is significantly under the actual current price. Usually it was the yeah. inverse. Uh, where does he get all this money from? Is a yeah. mass like where does he just start pulling six hundred million dollars out of his pockets? Well, okay, so the answer is leverage. It's leverage, and so when Bitcoin goes up in price, micro strategy stock MSTR, it's basically a Bitcoin like ETF in a roundabout way because like the value like it's a stock, it's a software company, it sells software, but really it's just about exposure to Bitcoin. So when Bitcoin pumps and pumps up to thirty eight thousand dollars. All of a sudden, MicroStrategy trades at a much larger premium, goes up in price, and all of a sudden, he can borrow against it to buy more Bitcoin. So he's just taking, he's just winding David, himself why up. David, why don't we do that? We got a little media company. We'll go public. <laughs> we'll have uh, Bankless as a publicly traded asset. Yeah. We'll just buy a dollar cost average every single week yeah. into Ether. Uh-huh. And, and just anou- announce it. Yeah. Like, we'll, so we'll start small, <laughs> but we'll just wind our way up and uh, we'll yeah. end up big. We'll just and take some debt. It's just free money, right? It's We're just printing money, right? And there's no risk Honestly, there. it's a fantastic business model, I think. Uh, so long as Bitcoin continues to go up. But, yeah. you know, we've already given our takes on that. We think it will. But did you see this tweet? Dude, actually, yeah. I know you did because you sent this to me. What Icebergy giving a take on what Sailor's doing? Because I don't know if you've read, if you looked at Sailor's uh, Twitter feed recently, but it's stuff like this. Yeah, he just you types in Mid Journey. He goes into Mid Journey and goes like, <laughs> uh, "Imagine," which is how you prompt Mid Journey. It's like slash imagine Bitcoin to the moon. And then he just like yeah. posts it and gets Bitcoin like Bitcoin to the mountain. Gets like ten thousand likes on Twitter. Just all of these stupid AI generated things. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, show me a picture of uh, America Eagle. Bo- An American Bi- eagle, eagle with some Bitcoin on. <laughs> oh, grass yeah, Bitcoin. and that's what you get. And he just pumps them. And, and these tweets do so well, they David. Do Look at so this. So well. Uh, almost ten thousand likes for this like just robot mid journey thing. Like, uh-huh. I'm gonna be honest. Low effort mid journey so artwork. Low effort. <laughs> It doesn't uh, but matter. What's the, the, the ta- take okay, so yeah, from Iceberg? He just tweets out Taylor starts T whopping half a yard on Coinbase, does a line, then immediately <laughs> goes to Mid Journey and types Imagine Bitcoin to the moon four hours. <gasps> oh four my God. hours. I don't know if that's what he's doing, but I do picture that in my head. Uh, uh, I mean, bro, do you remember you remember the super unhinged like clip we played like two weeks ago? I was like, <laughs> how many chairs are you, are you sitting on right now? It's like when people's like, do you, why do you why don't you diversify out of Bitcoin? And he goes like, well, how many chairs are you sitting on? <laughs> are you sitting on one chair? Are you sitting on one chair? Like, there's only one. Asset. Are you sitting on ten? <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, GBTC, give me uh, give me an update on this. Yeah. Record lows, a discount. What what are we talking about? Yeah, here? record lows for discount. So in June, the discount was like negative forty of this year uh, for uh, Bitcoin. The Bitcoin spot discount for GBTC now at just eight point six percent. 
That's Eight closing. Yeah, and what did we? What was our prediction? Um, that that will continue to close, and once it does, what will spill over into the spot price? Or? Yeah, and well, it'll as it approaches closing, people are just more likely to buy spot in the first place because the incentive is yeah. lessened. Um, yeah. But yeah, so as we are approaching zero, just all of that demand is going into spot, which is bullish. Yeah. You know what's after December, David? Is um, January. That's how and that in works. January, I I was promised a Bitcoin spot ETF. Oh, by yeah, Mr. Right. James uh, Safert. Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm going to go do when I go climb my mountains in the first week of January. <laughs> that is the plan. So, okay, well, you're climbing mountains in January. Yep. The first two weeks of January? First week of January. Okay, so it's very likely, Bankless Nation, that Gary Gensler is going to take a massive L and yeah, yeah. Uh, have to give us the Bitcoin spot ETF yep. uh, while David's in the mountains. Yeah. There's a, there's a, well, no, there's, I, I got to go to the mountains because that's where he has the Horcrux, the, uh, the, <laughs> the Bitcoin ETF Horcrux. I have to go smash. Uh, this is a down bad story, David. Yeah. And uh, these numbers are pretty stark. This is from uh, Kumar. OpenSea Revenue, January 2022. Speaking of January, that was um, not too long ago. Their revenue was $387 million. That's monthly revenue for OpenSea. Monthly. Top of the NFT cycle, January 2022. You know what it is today? I know you do because you're looking at it. But Bankless Lister, imagine you go from 387 million to now, last month, 1.9 million. Wow. That's a big drop, David. Well, hey, like $1.9 million a month is a lot of money. I don't want to believe yeah. all that. That's still a no, lot no, of money. No, no, that's a lot of money. It's just, it's like, just a it lot just less. It just came <laughs> down so hard. Okay, so like why why did this happen? Well, well yeah. A, the NFT market just dried up, obviously. Easy come, easy go. Um, NFTs totally not dead. They'll be around forever, of course. Uh, it's just like that was the first mania. And so like that, that was them selling picks and shovels of a tulip mania, right? Uh, and so that's they were making all their revenue then uh, and so you know actual demand for nfts have dropped off but then also um, OpenSea has been disrupted by blur uh, and so their market share back then was like 90 plus percent and now it's only like 35 percent so the the revenue from the industry has disappeared and they're also taking only a third of it so between those two yeah. things it's just it's um they're doing fine at two million a month that's fantastic like that right. would be a fantastic business it's what's difficult about crypto is this whipsaw and yeah. bankless listener you know because you hold these whipsawing assets and the mm -hmm. volatility of them but <laughs> if you if you're an entrepreneur if you're a project trying to start this you see 400 million in revenue and you're like hey even if that goes down 80 percent Mm -hmm. Like we can hire another right. hundred people, two hundred right. people. Right. Like there's market demand for this. We're it's growing, and then you get this the other side when all of this crashes. Yeah, it goes doesn't go down eighty percent. It goes down ninety eight percent. Oh, it's difficult to ride out these markets. Uh, so you know that that's that's why the key thing to do in crypto, whether you're running a project or whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a startup, or whether you're a lowly holder, uh, is just to to hang on for the ride. You know, don't get liquidated that's the key to survival as we say so often I, David, I, did, I did just do the math just now well yeah i'm bad at math so i don't know if i did it right but 30, 387 million down to 1.9 million is 98 percent. i mean that's that's what a lot of assets uh mm, got a 98 percent hit too yeah. um, david what do we got coming up next coming up next a bunch of news we're going to start with the Gito airdrop I mean, it's governance token on Solana. I think Solana is by far biggest airdrop of a very like esteemed protocol. And also Cosmos Hub is having a civil war. It's entering its, uh, you remember the block size wars of Bitcoin? Oh, I, think, yeah. I think that's what's going on with Cosmos Hub. So an airdrop, yep. what does that mean for a, a chain split for atom holders? We're going to talk about that. 
But first, a moment to talk about these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible, especially Kraken, our preferred exchange for crypto in 2023 and 2024. If you do not have an account with Kraken, consider clicking the link in the show notes getting started with Kraken today. Kraken knows crypto. Kraken's been in the crypto game for over a decade, and as one of the largest and most trusted exchanges in the industry, Kraken is on the journey with all of us to see what crypto can be. Human history is a story of progress. It's part of us, hardwired. We're designed to seek change everywhere, to improve, to strive. And if anything can be improved, why not finance? Crypto is a financial system designed with the modern world in mind. Instant permissionless, and 24-7. It's not perfect, and nothing ever will be perfect. But crypto is a world-changing technology at a time when the world needs it the most. That's the Kraken mission, to accelerate the global adoption of cryptocurrency so that you and the rest of the world can achieve financial freedom and inclusion. Head on over to kraken.com bankless to see what crypto can be. Not investment advice, crypto trading involves risk of loss. Cryptocurrency services are provided to US and US territory customers by Payward Ventures Inc. PVI doing business as Kraken. You know Uniswap as one of the largest decentralized protocols with over 1.7 trillion dollars of trading volume, but Uniswap is becoming so much more. Uniswap X is the newest product from Uniswap Labs, which aggregates liquidity across the ecosystem to give you the best DeFi trading experience. The best part, it's gas-free and MEV protected. The best prices, zero gas and MEV protection all rolled into one app. So head over to app.uniswap.org, click the gear icon on the swap page and make sure that Uniswap X is toggled on. And if zero gas trading on Uniswap wasn't enough for you, the Uniswap app is now available on both iOS and Android. Start swapping seamlessly with products from the most trusted team in DeFi. Visit app.uniswap.org to get started today. Arbitrum is the leading Ethereum scaling solution that is home to hundreds of decentralized applications. Arbitrum's technology allows you to interact with Ethereum at scale with low fees and faster transactions. Arbitrum has the leading DeFi ecosystem, strong infrastructure options, flourishing NFTs, and is quickly becoming the Web3 gaming hub. Explore the ecosystem at portal.arbitrum.io. Are you looking to permissionlessly launch your own Arbitrum Orbit chain? Arbitrum Orbit allows anyone to utilize Arbitrum's secure scaling technology to build your own Orbit chain, giving you access to interoperable, customizable permissions with dedicated throughput. Whether you're a developer, an enterprise, or a user, Arbitrum Orbit lets you take your project to new heights. All of these technologies leverage the security and decentralization of Ethereum. Experience Web3 development the way it was always meant to be. Secure, fast, cheap, and friction-free. Visit Arbitrum.io and get your journey started in one of the largest Ethereum communities. The Solana community is getting an airdrop and it looks to be absolutely massive. Gito is launching a governance token. It's called GTO. David, can you give us a recap of what uh, Gito even is for folks that are unfamiliar? Gito is a project on a Solana that is one of these like app layer projects that actually has to do with the Solana chain itself. So it's like these app infra projects. Gito Soul is like the uh, staked ETH version. So Lido, we have uh, staked ETH on Ethereum, Gito Soul on Solana, but it's not just that. It's also MEV extraction as well. So you can run the uh, Gito client to uh, get the MEV trading done, like and built, kind of like um, the block proposer uh, system of Ethereum. And so it combines MEV extraction plus the uh, staked soul, and then it combines that in together to optimize your soul yield. Uh, and this is called the Gito network, the Gito client. Uh, and All right, so it's like when you said uh, MEV boost, that is a product from Flashbots that yes. basically helps to create a marketplace for right. all of the MEV mm -hmm. um, buying and selling on top of Ethereum. And, and Gito does something 
similar for yeah. Solana. It democratizes access to MEV rewards. So instead of actually giving it to the most of it to MEV extractors, it gives it to people who just run the clients. And now, and Gito now puts it into the Gito token. So it's, plus, it's spreading out MEV capture on on Solana. So it's it's that, and plus it's also. Um, it's also Lido, as you said, for, yes, for Solana. Yes, exactly. You could, you yeah. could stay. So, okay, so... So you can imagine why a, the Solana community is very stoked about this. It's like, you know, a very deep integration with the Solana system itself. And uh, how deep is the airdrop? Does it go to everybody? Or, like, who who gets this? Yeah, so probably some more granular distributions into internal Gito community members. But really the big one is if you are a holder of the Gito Soul token, which is like the staked ETH or our ETH of Ethereum, but for Solana, if you hold Gito Soul, so because you're getting the yield of Solana in Gito Soul, then you're getting airdropped. That's probably the big one. Uh, there's other ones as well. 10% of the total supply is being airdropped to uh, its community members. Fun fact for you, David, the uh, ETH Maximalists over at um, Bankless, you know, Bankless, right? They've got a airdrop hunter and they actually predicted Gito and they predicted the, uh, the drop of Gito. And uh, so, yeah. and so pe- wait, so, so people there. using the ETH Maxi product got the Solana airdrop? That's right. Wow. Bankless.com wow. slash airdrop hunter. Wow. Uh, and you would have known about that in advance, uh, David. Fortunately, I didn't because <laughs> I didn't actually <laughs> take the time to uh, to use this fully. Uh, David, let's talk a little bit about Cosmos. So we talked mm-hmm. about Solana and their airdrop, but we also said that the Cosmos community is getting some sort of a new token. Tell me about this. I used to be pretty active in the Cosmos community back in the day. Yeah, so Cosmos is entering its block size wars era. Block size wars is this era in Bitcoin in which like, there was this civil war between the big blockers and the small blockers. And it fractured into Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. It was the largest split of Bitcoin ever. And Bitcoin Cash was like decently relevant for a while. And it's just like slowly faded off into irrelevant. Can I ask you something about this? But so when you say the block block size wars, it wasn't it wasn't just about the the size of blocks, was it? It was about something a bit more fundamental in terms of like what Bitcoin was supposed to be. Was it supposed to be this store of value asset? Or was it supposed to be this like kind of payment network? Is That's exactly is, right. Yeah. Is is Cosmos actually uh, having a war of block size, or is it about some it's, fundamental philosophical divide here? It's a philosophical divide. It's not about the size of blocks on the atom chain, but it is mm-hmm. about like what is the identity of the to- of the Cosmos hub, the atom token. Uh, and so it's it's like kind of the fractal equivalent, right? And so it's not about the size of blocks. It's more about, it is about the moneyness conversation though. So the block size wars for Bitcoin was like, well, small blockers are like Bitcoin is a store of value and big blockers are like Bitcoin is a payments network. Mm-hmm. Store of value people won. Payment networks is Bitcoin cash. That's completely relevant now. Um, Cosmos is entering a, a similar phase in which the token of Atom, it's like, what is the purpose of Atom? Is it meant to secure Cosmos or is it the money of Cosmos? And this is the divide that is happening right now in Cosmos. And there is, unlike Bitcoin, there is a on-chain voting for Cosmos. So we actually get to see these votes show up and take place. And that vote did take place. And so the, the question is, is the Atom token good collateral for DeFi? Or is it meant to only serve the security of the Atom hub? And this was the vote that happened. And this is a question of inflation. How much do we inflate the atom uh, currency? And so this vote went through to cap the inflation of atom at 10%. Right now it's at about 14 plus percent. And the vote was to lower inflation and to cap it. So it only inflates so much over time at 10%. That vote went through and passed. 
And so the, uh, not by a crazy amount, like there was a clear division in the community. Uh, the, the, it was 41% supported it and 32% voted against it. So like that's a, really close, a, a clear victory that shows a very strong division in the community. Right. Um, so, and 80% of the validators, uh, participated. It wasn't like binary. Uh, and so now Adam, the token will be capped at 10%. What does this do? How do we like analyze what this means for the, uh, Adam ecosystem? Here's something that was helpful to analyze this. Um, people out here are thinking that lower inflation equals less supply equals higher Adam price. And they are voting. Yes. The other camp is saying lower inflation doesn't affect price and are voting. No. Meanwhile, traders big and small are like, oh, yield is going down. Maybe I should move Adam into DeFi. Adam liquidity goes up. Adam DeFi strategies become more reliable and DeFi protocols start earning more revenue. Basically, lowering inflation takes away Adam from staking and incentivizes it to be more productive in DeFi because they are lowering the productivity of Adam as a staking asset because uh, yields are lower. It's becoming more like money. It's, it's becoming so more like collateral. Like Ethereum has gone through this. Remember, minimum mm -hmm. viable issuance, right? Mm -hmm. Decreasing the issuance all yep. the time until we kind of put a permanent monetary policy in place that is ba based on demand for uh, block space and the mm -hmm. the amount of um, staking and turned Ether into a much more uh, of monetary type of unit that that mm -hmm. accrues value. And this a similar type of conversation is happening in uh, mm -hmm. Cosmos, right? That's exactly right. Uh, Jay Kwan, who is the founder, one of the main core founders of uh, Cosmos uh, wrote the Tendermint white paper, like built IBC. He is not pleased. So this is like the Satoshi, if you will, the original inceptor of Cosmos. So the, uh, the guy. And it's like, I don't agree with this vote. I'm and my understanding too, David, is he's been kind of checked out of the Cosmos community for the last couple of years. He's been kind of on the mm -hmm. periphery, not as actively involved. So that's some other context mm -hmm. going into this, I believe. Sure. So uh, Jay Kwan says, despite the vote passing which is something not too surprising. It would be good to know whether the later votes came from newly purchased atoms or not. Now, let's coordinate a split, he says. He's wow. like, yo, that's great great for you guys. You guys do you. I'm forking. Uh, and so he, <laughs> Jaquan is going to fork Adam, and now there's going to be Adam 1, like Adam number 1, as in you're going to make a new Adam uh, Cosmos wow. hub, and it's going to be the one that doesn't support Adam as money and instead optimizes for chain security by uh, issuing high uh, yields, high inflation for Adam holders who stake, which is how you get high security. I don't understand how that gives you high security, though. Because it incentivizes all the Adam to stake to the Adam hub. Yeah, the, but if the, the value of your Adam is lower, then the you know economic security is lower. And that's why we are ETH maxis, brother. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just this is an argument we've we've had for a long time. We've done in crypto. this before. That was many all times. Of, all of last cycle. Bitcoin did this. Ethereum uh -huh. certainly did this. And the right. core argument was, if you are a layer one and you're trying to optimize for right. security, security economic comes security, from money. Yeah. Then what you have to do is also, if you want to fully optimize for security, you have to fully optimize to have your layer one assets be a monetary instrument and mm -hmm. be a money. And actually, that's one of the things that kind of pulled me away from the Cosmos community right. is um, I was just like, I don't understand how atoms accrue right. value in this world. And yeah, because like, y'all keep on inflating it into infinity. Inflating it yeah. 14% a year, bro. 
Well, they can't, the, the, the answer is always, it's not money, it's something else. And what is moneyness really anyway? And if we need money, we'll just import Bitcoin into our system. And like, if you do that, you won't have economic security to actually support all of the things that you, it was just a circular argument. And it sounds like now the debate is being settled the crypto way, which is mm -hmm. a fork choice. fork choice. You get yep. to decide. So I haven't seen a good old fashioned fork in a very long time, yeah. David. This is a good Remind one. me this what happens. Yeah. All right. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Um, I have some Adam tokens. <laughs> Back to our Do I get Adam one? one? You get Adam one. If you Yay! are an Adam <laughs> token holder, your your blockchain is just going to split in two. The, the, state, the historical state will be copied, and then you will have both Adam and Adam one. Um, it should be called Adam two, but I get it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so no, like, it's, yeah, it's Adam classic. Adam classic, yeah. <laughs> Jay's vision, yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> if this fork does happen, you'll you'll have Adams on both chains, uh, and one will have more value than the other. And one, the market will, will decide. Like, the market will decide, and one will likely. I'm like, pro, like Jay. I love the philosophy, man. But like, you're gonna lose to money. Like, capital begets capital, liquidity begets liquidity, governance begets governance. Like, you're gonna lose. Like, well, I just feel like we've seen this experiment seen play this out with before. forks uh, yeah. enough times, and um, yeah. But who knows? Maybe this time it's a little bit different. And the Cosmos community, to be fair, is a little bit different yeah. than other communities. So. Right. Uh, I don't know, but I'm pretty excited about getting those uh, those fork tokens with my Adam one, and Adam I uh, yeah. can't wait to hit sell because it's not money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay. I mean, bankless listener, you you do whatever you, you, you know think. our you know our stance on this whole thing. At some <laughs> yes. point, when do our theses just become just like if if this plays out the way that our the bankless thesis about money and layer ones plays no, out, no. I declare that it is no longer a thesis and it's just correct. No, no, we're gonna retest that every single cycle. Oh, gonna, for infinity, infinity cycles. <laughs> we gotta retest all our assumptions we, we every really single cycle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this last thing. Remember speaking, we talked speaking about- Speaking about learning. <laughs> yeah, speaking about learning lessons. What was the learning lesson for Paradigm? We, we talked about this new layer two mm -hmm. that had some- um, Not this two- Pyramid new, not scheme. Not layer two. It's not a layer two. Oh, it's two. not a layer two. <laughs> this multi-sig <laughs> calling yeah. itself a layer two called Blast, mm -hmm. which was basically pyramid scheming the whole thing. Like I'll use this term, ponzifying, ponzifying everything it incentives, could. yes. Incentives, in right? Incentive Ponzi's, yeah. Not necessarily bad, not necessarily good. I'm yeah. personally neutral on that. It's a growth mechanic. Yeah. Like uh, you have to understand that it comes with risk and all sorts of things right. and you know, easily up, easily down. It doesn't really, well, it doesn't really come with risk because like you're depositing your assets in and then like other people get like rewarded more if they referred you in the issuance of new blast tokens yeah rather I, than I, just like paying new incoming money being paid to support old money that's the true ponzi no one's ether is being like redistributed it's just the ponzi incentives of blast tokens are the ponzi what tokens. i mean is risk to the ecosystem in that like you have you're just it's a, it's a, it's cocaine man it's a it's huge it's a sugar cocaine. rush and so you you shoot all the way up and then you know what's going to happen. It's going to come crashing down right. at some point in time because yeah. it's not. Anyway, that aside, the bigger issue we talked about last week was it's not actually a layer two. It's a, a multi-sig of some it, sort. And even worse, it's a one-way multi-sig. You can't withdraw. And so, David, we are on a Dune Analytics board, and I am seeing some numbers here that are very big. How much value is actually lo locked in Blast at this point? $620 million has been deposited to Blast. Is that product market fit? <laughs> on, a, I don't know. on a three of five, one-way multi-sig, that's not a layer two, and then being advertised as a layer two. And so, like, at, at this point, it's just like, 
why do layer twos go do these engineering challenges? Why do we do of the like hard bite, stuff? Byte code EVM equivalents <laughs> and like distributed sequencers. Like, why are we doing the hard stuff? You're getting six hundred million dollars for being a three of five multisig that you can't withdraw from. Like, like it's just an insult to all the actual hard engineering teams out there. I guess Anyways. so. I mean, my take is it's just a shortcut. But anyway, a lot of money has piled yeah. into this, right? And for, for um, comparison, that is the equivalent of the entire TVL of Solana. What? Yeah. They did the entire TVL of Solana in oh, like Solana. a week? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, uh, <laughs> there we go. That's a, that's a lot of money that's already been injected in this. And I got to imagine most of this is ETH. Yeah. Look at yeah, this. It's, it's ETH and stables. Yeah. But mostly ETH. Yeah, Ether is just so massive. Um, okay, so Paradigm has been associated with this project because yeah, they're they a key invested, investor yeah. this project. Mm-hmm. They were also a key investor in FriendTech, right? So right. they're starting to get this reputation of like, if you want your token to go up, if you want to experiment with right. these, you know, Ponzi economics, Paradigm's the name, right? And right. so like Paradigm plus new project equals number go up, token go up, TVL go up. Paradigm, it looks like, is trying to distance itself maybe a little bit from that. And we've had Dan Robinson mm-hmm. on before. Great we guy. think very highly of many of the folks at Paradigm and mm-hmm. many of the research that they do, much of the research that they do and the projects uh, that mm-hmm. they support. Georgius, we could go on with yes. um, some couldn't, fantastic Couldn't say better people. words. Okay, so what is Dan saying here? What's the gist of this? Yeah, so he goes, there are a lot of components of Blast that I'm excited about and would be interested in engaging with people to work on. That said... We at Paradigm think that the announcement this week crossed lines in both messaging and execution. What we don't agree with is the decision to launch the bridge before the layer two. So you launch the deposit contract before the network exists and then also not allow withdrawals for three months since we. Think oh, I it, forgot about that. Yeah, you, could, uh-huh. you can't get your money out of that, huh? Right. They, uh, Dan says it sets a bad precedent for other projects. Yeah. Uh, to draw another lesson out in history, like why did. BlockFi go under? Why did Genesis go under? Because Alex effing Mashinsky was doing an actual Ponzi and paying ridiculously high yields. And so all of the legitimate uh, competition had to be dragged into the cesspool of like fraud Uh, and uh, illegitimacy because of one player who was playing unfairly. And so this is what he's, this is what Dan is saying. It's like, it's a bad precedent. Like, don't, they're incentivizing deposits. The network's not live. It's a one-way multi-sig. It's a bad precedent. Don't encourage this behavior. So yeah, even I'm, I'm pretty Blast, proud of Dan for making this this statement. Even if Blast isn't doing this, right, is the bad mm-hmm. precedent is is the key language here because this is like, trust me, bro, security. Right. And we've, we already had that. We had mm-hmm. that with all of the crypto banks and we don't need that again. So even if Blast doesn't screw people over, right. the next the, project the next will. to follow yeah. this new well-trodden path that that kind of works from a growth perspective totally will and totally Mm -hmm. could Mm -hmm. uh what else does he say here because this is interesting this is um a investor Mm. uh, basically throwing some shade yeah at a uh set of founders that they invested in it's a vc publicly like denouncing the actions of one of their portfolio companies typically see that generally you don't that's generally a a a no-no which means, which means that this is really egregious, bro. Um, yeah. There's also emphasis on Pac-Man, who is the founder of Blur, who's now also the founder of Blast, who's really been like the guy leading this execution of these strategies, really leaning into the gamification thing. And he's, this, guy, this guy's like 24. Uh, he's like had like this crazy history, like just operator of operators. Uh, I think he's, I think he's gone too far. I think he should reel in a little bit and become a little bit more tame. Uh, we have seen when people go too far in crypto. I don't want him to follow that path. Um, yeah. 
Well, that's what the uh, the social layer of yes. crypto is telling them. The non-existent social yeah. layer, I believe. I think uh, Paradigm was maybe on the hot seat uh, a little bit more than Bankless last week, but it was between <laughs> Paradigm and Bankless. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know who else needs to reel it in? Those goddamn <laughs> Bankless guys. <laughs> Submitting oh, proposals. Man. Well, you're you're welcome, Paradigm, for absorbing some of the heat for you guys. Uh, we're happy to do that. Uh, anyway, don't want to revisit Memory Lane. We did a whole episode on this. What do we got coming up next? Someone is up to some shenanigans with the Ethereum blockchain, playing some timing games with blocks being added to the chain. We'll talk about what that means. Also, where in the world is Richard Hart? If you know, the SEC would like give you a to phone call number. Them. Yeah, give him <laughs> call Gary because because the SEC would like to know exactly where Richard Hart is. And also, the Kyber network is exploited for fifty five million dollars, and now the exploiter wants to take control of the company. I don't know if it works that way, but apparently he does. We're going to get into all of these stories and more, but first a moment to talk about these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible, especially MetaMask and its new spiffy MetaMask portfolio. If you have not opened up your MetaMask portfolio, it's pretty cool. Check it out. There is a link in the show notes. MetaMask portfolio is your one-stop shop to navigate the world of DeFi. And now bridging seamlessly across networks doesn't have to be so daunting anymore. With competitive rates and convenient routes, MetaMask portfolio's bridge feature lets you easily move your tokens from chain to chain. You using popular layer one and layer two networks. And all you have to do is select the network you want to bridge from and where you want your tokens to go. From there, MetaMask vets and curates the different bridging platforms to find the most decentralized, accessible, and reliable bridges for you. To tap into the hottest opportunities in crypto, you need to be able to plug into a variety of networks and nobody makes that easier than MetaMask Portfolio. Instead of searching endlessly through the world of bridge options, click the bridge button on your MetaMask extension or head over to metamask.io slash portfolio to get started. Introducing GMX V2, the deepest on-chain futures market to trade Bitcoin, Ethereum, and leading altcoins. With the launch of GMX V2, enjoy the best of both worlds. Lightning fast trade execution, competitive pricing without having to compromise on custody. With 150 billion trades settled on-chain and over 500 million in liquidity across Arbitrum and Avalanche, GMX is the preferred destination for DeFi traders and community liquidity providers. Right now, over $12 million in Arbitrum grants are being distributed to traders, LPs, and developers building on GMX V2. There's never been a better opportunity to experience the future of crypto trading. GMX and its ecosystem of integrations continue to move us forward. Your wallet, your trades, your choice. Trade on GMX with the exclusive bankless discount code in the show notes and benefit from 10% lower fees. Try it out now at app.gmx.io. Celo is the mobile-first, EVM-compatible, carbon-negative blockchain built for the real world. And now, something big is happening. Introducing the Celo Layer 2. It's a game-changing proposal that's going to bring Celo's rapidly growing ecosystem home to Ethereum. Vitalik has shared his excitement for the Celo Layer 2 on the Celo forum, so has Ben Jones from Optimism. But why? The Celo Layer 2 will bring huge advantages, like a decentralized sequencer, off-chain data availability, and one block finality. What does all that mean? Rock-solid security, a trustless bridge to Ethereum, and more real world use cases for Ethereum without compromise. And real world adoption is happening. Active addresses on Celo have grown over 500% in the last six months. With the Celo Layer 2, gas fees will stay low and you can even pay for gas using ERC20 tokens. But Celo is a community governed protocol. This means that Celo needs you to weigh in and make your voice heard. Join the conversation in the Celo forum. Follow at Celo.org on Twitter and visit Celo.org to shape the future of Ethereum. David, you promised us shenanigans. Tell us about the shenanigans. Oh, I got shenanigans for you. Uh, <laughs> here's a tweet from uh, Tony who works at the EF. And he says, P2P.org announces, he is not associated with P2P.org. P2P.org announces that it will call 
get header later in this slot. These are technical terms. Trading off chain stability against more MEV profit. This is exactly the centralized behavior that we should not tolerate as long as we as users have the choice about where to stake our assets. Okay, what is going on? This is something that I, I have. Actually, no, I'm in Ethereum. I shouldn't. I feel like I should know what this tweet means. I have no idea. Yeah. So this was something that was predicted once uh, as something that is possible to do by um, this guy Casper, who also works at the EF, as well as a few other people who put this paper together called "Time Is Money: Strategic Timing Games in Proof of Stake Protocols." Every once in a while, I do put on my research hat and re uh, open up some research papers. So I read this one. It's actually pretty good. There's a big mathy section that I skipped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, if you go down to slide eight, uh, page eight, Ryan, yeah, uh, it really shows you. You went, you went past it. Uh, up, 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 up. Am I an Ethereum researcher right there, now? Look right there, right there, okay, right there. Cool. Okay, so this is showing, this is the x-axis. Is that the horizontal axis? <laughs> <laughs> the x-axis -axis is the flat one, right? And so that's time. And then the y-axis is level of ether extraction based off of time. Yes. If, Ryan, you, it is your turn to propose a block, you have uh, uh, 8 seconds, 12 seconds, or something, some number of seconds to propose that block before you are late and you get minorly penalized for being late and not proposing a block. If you, uh, as if usually people, honest behavior and just like not playing any timing games, when it comes time to propose the block, you just propose it, right? Yeah. You're, being, you're yeah, collecting yeah. The, the transactions, you put them all together, you get the header of the block, which has all the transactions in it, and then you propose it. It's because I'm an honest validator. That's what right. I do. I just... If you wait, you can kind of capture some more MEV and oh. more transactions because you're having inbound transactions. You, transactions are coming into you. If you wait and delay your proposer, you can kind of steal some MEV from the next guy. Just you skim can, a little bit off the top. Yeah, right. You're just collecting more transactions that would otherwise have gone to the next guy in the queue. Okay. And so you're just taking it from them. And this is like a val like a rational economic strategy that this these EF researchers were like, yo, this is possible. We don't we are not observing this yet. But this is possible. And this paper was released like half a year ago. Um, and it's happening now. Is and now P2P, P2P is, is announcing, for like proudly announcing that, yo, we're going to play some timing games and we're, we're going to have a higher Wait, yield than our competitors. Is P2P or Oric, are they, what are they? Are they, they are a stake block builders? You can, you can, you can go to and stake with them. You can go stake with them, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. how, so, much, how much ETH stake do they have? Institutional grade staking solution, uh, $2.5 billion. Uh, I'm assuming wow. that is mostly all ETH. Yeah, I think this is Kobe's project, bro. I think oh. I think Kobe is like the founder, one of the founders of this P2P.org. Yeah, this is it's, it's um, and also one another one of the Lido founders. I can't remember Vasily. I can't remember. Um, but yeah. they're able to present like give their their validators basically the stakers who stake with them an edge, right? A, a right. bit more uh, yield. Yes. More juice. So like the, the, it's dangerous to play um, timing games because if you if you uh, say you uh, wait to, to propose your block right up to, to the edge yeah. and then you have some sort of latency hiccup, yeah. then your block doesn't get proposed and then you get penalized. Okay. And so you don't get any money. And so uh, it really benefits people who have better latency and better connectivity, which is why it doesn't really benefit solo stakers. Like if you are a, if you are somebody who's like P2P, you can wait the, uh, the maximum amount, uh, amount of time, which is like four seconds. Whereas solo stakers can't risk, can't take that level of risk because they don't have the same connectivity. And so they can only take a few seconds. And so it benefits high connectivity. And then P2P is like, yo, we're going to play timing games. Come stake with us because we're going to get more yield. And it's basically just like, yo, we're going to just take the transactions from the next guy and give it to us. I get and so it. this is generally considered rational, but 
shitty behavior. It's a it's a it's a MEV problem basically. It's an MEV. You know, I have a take about that, but I I almost don't want to get into this whole take. I think we got to save it for our um our takes episode, David. Okay. Yeah, but one um, little one little bit more of data. Point zero zero six five ether per second is the price of time on Ethereum block production. So if you wait one second, you on average will obtain point zero zero six five more ETH. Uh, here's the problem with this, right? And the, tw- the tweet frames it as like, we shouldn't tolerate this. Like, don't do that. It's bad behavior, right? right? I, I agree mm-hmm. with all of that. And yet, and yet also, our protocol has to be hardened against that that kind of bad behavior. Right. Like, again, David and I were just playing at uh, E3 searchers. So like somebody call the devs. It's not you and I who are going to solve this. But he, he, my, my take is that um, we can't use these values, like the idea of Ethereum alignment as a crutch. Right. Because we have to accept that there will be people out there that will cheat, that don't share these types of values. And Ethereum is strongest when it actually harnesses stuff like that, when it harnesses the human greed, when it harnesses the MEV to accomplish its goals. This is why like you and I have been in favor of mechanisms like ultrasound money, right? Like the more ETH we burn, the more numbers should go up, right? right. More security for everybody. It's an, what, what does you, you take the, the MEV want? from the extractors and you give it to the ETH holders. There's exactly. a wider pool of people. Yeah. So give me that greed, all that greed, right. yeah, ETH yeah. number go up, like, you know, and then we'll convert that into decentralization. We'll convert right. that into economic security. Anyway, it's a general observation that I think that it's good to um, make this visible, but we shouldn't go over the top. At, you know, in the crypto community, in the Ethereum community, and wrap people's knuckles and just say, you know, bad builders, bad validators, do not do this. We have to repair it at the mechanism level and at the root. Yeah, that is the power of crypto economics that we have the power to do that. Okay, moving on. Ready? Yeah. Kyber Network, which is a DeFi liquidity pro- protocol, started in 2017 as an ICO. Uh, just been in the background, invisibly providing liquidity. Uh, OGs, like super competent team, been around for a while. Uh, sadly, was exploited for $55 million, uh, $20 million from Chiron Arbitrum, $15 from Optimism, $7 from uh, the ETH Layer 1. Uh, and the exploiter, this is the same exploiter, if you saw this on crypto Twitter, who was like, who exploited Kyber and then wrote this on-chain message saying negotiations will begin after I've had a rest. Wow, <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, he's just exploiting, now he's going to go take a nap. Yeah. Uh, so here are the, here are the demands. Uh, he wrote this very long on-chain message. He goes to all relevant and or This is the hacker parties. who has that 50 yes. million from, from Kyber Network. Yes. To all relevant and or interested parties, I thank you for your attention and patience during this uncertain time for Kyber, as well as the company of Kyber, uh, Dow, you know, Dow and company. Below, I have delineated a treaty for us to agree to. My demands treaty. are as follows. Complete executive control over Kyber, the company. Wow. Temporary full authority and ownership over the governance mechanism, Kyber Dow, in order to enact legislative changes. My current wallet address is fine for this. All documents and information related to company and protocol formation, structure, operation, revenues, profits, expensive assets, liabilities, investors, and salaries, and the surrender of all Kyber, the company assets, both on and off chain including but not limited to shares, equity, tokens, partnerships, blogs, websites, servers, passwords, social channels, and any and all creative and intellectual property of Kyber. He's saying, hey, in order for this money to return, you got to give me the company. Like, I'm the captain now. That is, this is so stupid. So first of (laughs) all, whoever this is, is obviously a complete dick. Yeah. Uh, But also, like, these are impossible demands Mm -hmm. to meet. 
Like, well, it, I I think technically they would be possible, but he would be, he needs to like then he would sign get arrested. He would get, yeah, he would get arrested then. Here's here's my equity. Where, where is Kyber organized? It's like Singapore or Hong Kong yeah, or something, uh-huh. if I recall correctly. Like, uh, what uh, what email address should I send this to? And like, right. what name should I put? Oh, here's my name. Like, it's it's settled in meat space, bro. Like, right. he doesn't. This is impossible. And I would rather just like send the authorities to his house rather than right. send him legal documents if you know exactly who he is and so it's got to be a troll then right like it's got to be. be it's got to be a troll it's got to be a troll so maybe it's a negotiation tactic but he ends with this he says this is my best offer this is my only offer i require my de- demands to be met by december 10th otherwise the treaty falls through and i guess he keeps the 50 million i actually i don't think this person's in a good position to negotiate in no. so many cases most exploiters end up getting get, in trouble get it's trapped. really hard to hide your tracks yeah fbi somebody hunts them down finds them yeah. uh, maybe he Strong can arms them, exist yeah. for a while but like how's he actually going to exit these positions it's going to be tracked at, you know on chain yeah anyway I, like, I, the only thing i can think of is like he just threw a big old distraction their way and he's trying to figure out like how to what his next move run. is yeah exactly. you think some of these hackers they do the hack and they're like oh i, I like i I caught the car and I don't like know what I'm yeah, gonna do. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a dog chases car and catches it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, David, we've got some execution layers on the scene. the The first one, uh, it's called movement, I believe. Mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah, movement is is a move based layer two on Ethereum with Celestia data availability. Uh, I think if you're a developer, you really think move is super cool. I guess I don't know. Uh, cool programming language. Great you know stuff over there uh, <laughs> good it's not it's not it's not evm it's just like not solidity right. right yeah it's not solidity yeah move is move like the facebook language i can't it was remember. yeah oh look at me look at this guy uh <laughs> anyways uh move based ethereum layer two uh on the scene got launched with uh, celesta data availability uh that's pretty cool also say say v2 say is like one of those like uh, big high valued like chains that raise a ton of money towards the end of last killers cycle. in quotes Eth killers yeah. high tps uh-huh. thing yeah um and now they're announcing say v2 paralyzed evm so we're this is also what uh, monad does as well parallelized right parallelized evm <laughs> <laughs> not uh, paralyzed it's parallelized right? parallelized EVM. EVM. so it happens yeah. in parallel yeah. yes yes if we could get the pa- uh, parallel EVM to the Ethereum layer one, that would be super cool. I don't know how much of an engineering lift that is. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> if we could get that by next week too, guys. Yeah, that'd be, that'd guys, be great. Like EF, that'd, be, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, some some cool new chains. Um, uh, yeah, all the chainy chainy stuff. Ready to move on to NFTs? I, like <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of experiments going on in, in parallelized EVMs, right? One uh-huh. is this uh, say thing. It's a layer two. Another is Monad. We've talked about yeah. that before. They're doing like a, you know, a parallelized uh, EVM mm-hmm. that, um, you know, can very high transactions per second. Also, right. it's Eclipse. like one of the big things that the Solana people flex about the Solana virtual machine is it's like localized fee markets and parallelization. Yeah, they've this got a the, great... This, this is that for the EVM. This is that for the EVM. And also Eclipse, who we've brought on before, which yeah. are basically doing uh, Solana uh, virtual oh. machine only on a layer two. Anyway, a lot also of cool innovation Celestia going data here. availability. Okay, we could talk about NFTs now. Tell me about it, David. Uh, okay, so I, we... Ryan, like the cats. <laughs> That's a phrase that the cats say. These are the cool cats. Uh, they got a, okay. a big blow up uh, balloon on Macy's Thanksgiving holiday day parade. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. 
one of my kids was watching this and she oh, said really? dad it's a cool cat nice. i was like oh, oh they know what a cool cat is yeah they know what a cool cat is yeah. oh cool uh, we don't have the picture up but there's a video of Klon, who is the creator of cool cats like doing like a selfie video as he's walking through oh, really? the cap around him yeah I met, I met him at the cool cats meetup in la when i lived in uh, san diego and like i like there was like there's like 200 people there at this cool cats meetup in LA and like there was like this cat drawing station and he was just like there just drawing some cats with like yeah. some other cool cat owners like yeah doing it for the art we're, we're not doing it for the price art. anymore we're just yeah. doing it because uh, we want to support the art yeah I thought that was pretty cool uh, uh, David where in the world is Richard Hart from Hex I feel like that's an probably unsolved trolling mystery. someone online all right so we got a block story it says the SEC is having trouble serving Hex founder Richard Hart with its lawsuit so I'm just shocked the SEC has some law lawsuits for Richard Hart, I guess, and yep. uh, they can't find him. So he lives in Finland. Any, he lives in Finland. He doesn't live in the United States. Yeah. About the location of Richard Hart, I would <laughs> I like know. to know. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Gary Gensler wants to know about that. Um, yeah. So uh, the SEC has said that it underscores the legal hurdles in prosecuting international cases involving digital assets. The Eastern District Court of New York City claims jurisdiction as many of the crypto asset transactions hex. Herein took place on Uniswap, a so-called decentralized crypto so asset trading platform whose developers are headquartered in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, uh, is the are they trying to implicate Uniswap here too? Yes. Yes, they are. So-called decentralized. Those are the words of Elizabeth Warren. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know who I dislike more. Is it the, the scammers or are some of these kind of regulators that are trying to yeah. say, you know, <laughs> Uniswap crypto, Labs needs to like rename to something else. What? Well, because like, oh, the Uniswap, the Are you trying to get into a bankless, bankless da DAO thing again? <laughs> oh my God, I am. Confusing. Oh my God, I am. I am doing that. <laughs> Can't get it out of my head. Yeah. Uniswap and Uniswap Labs. Are they yeah, the same thing? What are they? Guys. It's too confusing. Uh, how about CZ? He is, has been ordered to stay in the US for now. I, I suppose US authorities think he is a flight risk. Right. So they're saying you got you to gotta stay here. You can't leave. Well, he has uh, a massive amount of wealth, and yeah. also where he's from, the UAE has no extradition treaty with the United States. So you put those two things together, and they're like, you know what, CZ, you're you're gonna stay here. You're and so he is he's waiting for his court case, right, to actually uh, determine his yes. sentencing, like sentencing. his jail sentencing. Yes. Right. How then, many years, months he will stay in jail, which will happen in like February twenty something. February. Uh, February. Yeah. Okay, wow. So uh, there you go. David, we got a meme of the week to end this weekly roll-up. Uh, what are we looking at here? We Elizabeth Warren? How we are looking at an Elizabeth Warren tweet saying, okay. uh, we do not need another private equity deal that could lead to higher food prices for consumers. Hmm. The FTC is right to investigate whether the purchase of Subway by the same firms that own Jimmy John's and McAllister's Deli are creating a sandwich shop monopoly. <laughs> And it is a political this is a serious article. tweet. This is a serious tweet. Yeah, she is going. She's not only recruiting a, an anti-crypto army. She's also recruiting an anti-sandwich shop monopoly army <laughs> as well. Uh, Yuga.eth, who, uh, who works at Coinbase, who goes, Senator, as one of your constituents, I would like to thank you for your tough stance on sandwich shops. These crumb jugglers have been wreaking <laughs> havoc in our communities for too long. The election will be decided by issues of bread and fill, and I'm happy to see you understand that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is great. That is what Elizabeth Warren is spending her time on. Hey, better sandwiches than crypto. I think mm -hmm. she's maybe more productive over there, that's for sure. All right, we're gonna end with risks in a minute, but first we disclose neither David nor myself have ever held the token called HEX important disclosure there but we do own why, ETH. why is that in the disclosure <laughs> that's an anti-disclosure in there <laughs> <laughs> i thought it'd be funny maybe it's not risk and disclaimers <laughs> guys crypto is risky 
you definitely lose what you put in, but so are sandwich shops and delis. Uh, we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the bankless journey. Thanks a lot.